Hey everyone, welcome back to More Than Two Cents. My name is Sabrina and I am your host. Um, last week, we talked about the shift from working in the office to working from home, at least based on my experience and with uh, some of my friends' uh, experiences. Today, we will talk about how the pandemic affected one of the industries that's very close to my heart, and that is the dance community. You know, growing up, I've always known that dance is something that I'm confident at. When everything else fails, that's what I would tell myself back then. I can just, you know, be a dancer. Before I got into all of the things that I'm doing now, like events management, you know, podcasting, script writing, graphics design, the reason that I went into these activities is because of the experiences that I got as a dancer. Um, I treat dance as my escape from the real world. It is also like my workout, you know. Um, I didn't really have the motivation to like do a gym workout, so I would really rely on dance in keeping myself healthy. The earliest moment that I can remember that I was dancing was back in my first grade. And it was the song Twist. It was a field demonstration program wherein you were required to, to be part of that performance. But it was actually in fourth grade that I voluntarily became part of a dance group. Or not, it's not actually a group, but it's a dance performance. There was an event outside school, and they wanted to have dancers as intermission, and so I volunteered. When I got into college, that was the first formal training that I got in terms of, you know, dance. I actually auditioned late. I became part of the group really late. Uh, it, I was already in my second year, second semester. But yeah, I managed to be part of the team. We will train four times a week. And then you would do gigs in and out of the campus. So that kept us really busy. It was something that I would really look forward to at the end of the school day. Now, after graduation, I didn't know that I would be able to be part of a dance group. I stopped for two years and then managed to be part of another dance group in 2013. So I got a job in one of the BPO companies, and I was surprised that I have a lot of friends from college that are also in the same industry. So, you know, because of connections, we were able to create a group, uh, a dance group composed of professionals from different companies. So I was there for seven years, but then I had to, I had to make the very tough decision to leave because during that time, dance was, I don't know, no longer part of my priorities. I, I had to accept the fact that I can no longer make time to be part of a dance group. And so I had to, you know, I had to leave. And it, it was actually like right before the pandemic hit. So, you know, dance is a really big part of my life. And it's still, it is still part of my life because, you know, I still, love, I still have a lot of friends in the community. I still support the dance group that I, you know, that I left. I have a lot of coaches and mentors in the community that I still watch and support whenever they have competitions. 
So it's, it was really heartbreaking to see how the pandemic affected this industry, especially to those who do it professionally. Being in the community for seven years, I've heard a lot of stories. I have friends who, you know, teach dance teams in colleges. They would teach multiple teams and then they would do daily classes in different studios just so that they can, you know, get a living. So what will happen now that um, gathering of more than 10 people is not allowed? So when we come back, I will talk to one of my dance leaders and see how he managed to still continue growing with his team even while we are in this pandemic. We'll be right back in a few minutes. Okay, we are back. Let me introduce you to our guest for today's episode. So he is the president and head choreographer of Oxbeat Dance Company. Oxbeat is a dance group composed of professionals from different BPO companies seeking to continue their passion for dance while working full-time. So if you remember in my intro earlier, I mentioned that I was a part of a dance group for seven years, and it is actually Oxbeat. So you may hear references here and there that we were pre previously this, we were doing this because I was like, yeah, previously part of the team. Um, so this team already competed in competitions such as Hip Hop International Philippines and Chosen Ground. Please welcome, we have Owen Baisa. Yeah. Hey. Hi, Owen. Hello, Sab. Hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for giving time for this short interview. Um, how are you today? Well, before I answer that, I also want to say thank you for inviting me. Um, I, I feel uh, I feel honored that um, you know you considered me to share my insights uh, today. Uh, Ox lang, it's a little hot, so but <laughs> so I switched the AC on and um, I don't know, a slow day, I guess, uh, but still, still, still fine. <laughs> Okay, so I think I will begin with, mm -hmm. um, we're going to go back to March of 2020 when it was announced that there will be a lockdown for two weeks. Mm -hmm. So how I wanted to know, because during that time I was, well, I was no longer part of the team. So I wanted to know how was the communication with your, with your teammates? Um, how did you handle the situation during that time? And when you somehow realized that it's going to go more than two weeks. How did your team continue with, you know, with the pandemic? Um, well, when the lockdown started last year, everything, you know that everything uh, became uncertain. So there was no formal, uh, as far as I can remember, there was no formal meeting around, you know, what's going to happen that time because um, we thought it's just going to last for two weeks. So we mostly communicated via chat or our, our group chat and, um, through the page we have in um, Facebook. So um, we just basically put everything on hold. So we, we have plans for the year. Uh, we even did, you know, a planning session early, like January. But we're about to hit 
uh, summer that time with all the workshops planned. Um, but we, we kind of saw it coming eh, so that the things are going to be put on hold. So that's just what we did. Um, and then we just waited. We kept on waiting, waiting, waiting. And then um, until maybe we realized as a group that it will take longer than two weeks. So that's when we started transitioning to like... Um, that, that's when we started converting some of the activities we have to remote. Okay, so I I um I feel like it it was really well for me. I I didn't like the part that everything was uncertain. I mean, mm-hmm. we we don't even know like when when are we going to be allowed to go out see mm-hmm. other people. So I really f- felt bad for the entire community because how do you do a dance class? Nah, it's not face to face, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it took a while as well for the entire community to to start doing Instagram live, Facebook live, then some are doing Zoom, um, mm-hmm. Zoom training like that. So, but d- during the first part, I was like, "What are they gonna do?" Especially those who are living off of um, dance gigs, dance classes, you know, Correct. coaching dance teams. So, mm-hmm. it, it, it I really felt bad. Um, mm-hmm. And speaking of like activities or trainings, did you? Did you offer or parang did you introduce like a program wherein your teammates can still continue training their skills? Um, or is it something that you just tell them to, to, to do on their own? Well, it's it's both actually. I I continued encouraging the folks to um, continue their uh, self-growth even when they're at home. Because I think two weeks after the beginning of the lockdown uh people have started um they're, they're quick to uh to switch eh? so so people realize that this is going to take more than two weeks so we slowly started classes uh, we, we we slowly started seeing classes being offered online so and then you have tiktok you have these challenges also happening more and more people are posting their dance videos, their their home <laughs> dance videos, and um, so what I told them was, yeah, you can um, follow these challenges, right, or take these challenges, correct, and then um, enroll yourselves too. Because I remember back then, um, dance studios and even groups started um, still continued with their summer classes, eh, uh, but remotely. Yeah, yeah. So. I even told them uh, you can get yourself um, yourselves enrolled to to these um, summer workshops even when they're virtual, and then uh, for the alternatives, we implemented as a team or internally, uh, we also did um, our own challenges right, and then posted it on our social media pages, uh, shared instructional videos. Um, we had a couple of um, online classes and then online trainings. Yeah, it just didn't last for, for a long time. And uh, I guess what happened there was uh, you, you still have a lot of people who are willing to do that virtually. Yeah, like for the first two months, April and May, but beginning June, uh, people are starting to like, I, I guess things are getting a little worse and people are starting to feel that everything's blurry. So, ayan. Um, so, as a leader, what was the most challenging part of managing your, your team 
virtually? And was there some kind of a new approach that you had to do in order to connect with them? Um, what's challenging is, uh, so it, it was a tough time for everyone, correct? So it's just really difficult to get everyone's buy-in or, you know, um, support these online activities because some felt that, you know, some, some had to deal with their personal struggles. Some aren't just motivated to dance on their own. Some didn't have um, the environment needed to, like, dance at home. They don't have the space. They don't have the facilities. So those are the challenges. It's like just convincing them to, like, uh, do this challenge or learn this choreography. It's, it's, um, it's difficult. It was hard. Um, so the approach I took was um, I was very understanding. I it it came to a point uh, where I was a little frustrated or upset. But when I also started feeling probably those same feelings they had, um, that's when I became more understanding, right? So what I did was beginning June we kind of stopped these activities and. I, I gave them the time they need. So there. So everyone's on literally on break. You, well, you allow them to do just, just do whatever they want. Um, yeah. Uh-uh. Probably if they wanted to take time off um, right. from dancing. Okay. That's already a lot. So we're going to take a break for now and uh, we're going to come back later for a few minutes. Okay, welcome back. And um, we only have like a few more questions for Owen before we end today's episode. Um, I would probably go for, um, before this new surge of COVID cases, um, it was really unfortunate that these things are happening. Again, it feels like we're back to back to March 15, March 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, but before this happened, were there talks within the team that you're going to go back into training. Um, and I think, I mean, from the last time that we talked, uh, the dance studio that you're renting were, is supposed to open again. So mm-hmm. were there talks that you're going to, you know, go into the studio again? So w- what was the discussion during that time? Uh, yes. Um, so things were starting to normalize a little. Um, and then, so I had a meeting with the core members. Those are your officers and then choreographers. And uh, just to get, uh, just to do a temp check um, and then um, know their thoughts and suggestions around resuming. So I've got mixed feedback. Mixed feedback, but most uh, most are actually still not comfortable going back to the studio and, you know, resuming with training. So that meeting happened in February. So what I did was, okay, um, so I, I appreciate their thoughts and I decided to like involve the rest of the team and uh, conduct like um, a mini virtual gathering. And that's going to happen actually later at 5 p.m. <laughs> so, yeah, just so I can get everyone's, you know, get everyone's thoughts around resuming. Although I am kind of feeling that this, I mean, I'm, I'm going to get a hard no just because of the current situation. So... 
so yeah, to answer short answer to your question, yes, we initially planned. Uh, there are plans to like resume training um, live slash remote, but it looks like right now we're gonna resume training, but purely remote. Um, I think I've mentioned this a few times to some of my friends. It feels like it's it's a little bit more scarier. This the, the past two weeks, like even to go out and go to a convenience store buy you know buy goods that you need you will need because of the intense number of cases. And I think it um, it's because of, yeah, like what you said earlier, uh, things were starting to normalize a little bit. So people mm-hmm. are going to the malls or having gatherings, but well, at least family gatherings. So I think it was because we felt like everything's going back to normal, mm-hmm. at least a little bit little. We kind of get comfortable seeing other people. And then, boom, here we go, 10,000 cases. So uh, for the last question for today, um, what is your message to, to Oxbeat and to the dance community with regards to the current situation? Uh, hmm. Well, to, to, to Oxbeat first, to my group, um, well, my, my message to them is always, you know, to continue learning, to continue growing on your own. Um, and of course, to, to keep yourself safe and your families too so um i I never restricted anyone Uh, i never set any rules or boundaries around training outside so i I gave that you know decision to themselves but again always with a reminder that they should be mindful of the things they do when they're around other people so there so uh, i guess um aside from continuously learning on their own um know that um again this is temporary and you know, uh, at one point, we're not sure when we are going to resume and we will, uh, you know, see each other again. So, you know, it's it's nice to still have that hope because, I mean, things are looking good. Uh, I mean, we right now we, we have a vaccine, uh, we have vaccines being rolled out, you know. And the message to the dance community, I'd say same, um, know that this is temporary. And you'd get to dance again with your favorite dance mates uh, in the studios you always visit, right? So your fire may have died down a little, right? But find comfort in the fact that eventually it's going to flare up again. And, you know, you will regain that passion you that that's kind of hibernating at this point <laughs> there. All right. Thank you so much, Owen. Do you have anything to promote, like your social media um, accounts, your TikTok dances? And all? <laughs> yeah, well, we have um, what's what's more active now is uh, our Facebook page. So Oxbeat Dance Company, you can look it up. So uh, we don't have any classes at this point, but again, we're planning to resume and uh, uh, we will keep everyone updated. All right, there you have it. Uh, Thank you so much again, Owen, for sharing your insights and your experiences as a dance leader. Even after a year in this pandemic, things are still uncertain. And we just, you know, wish that the vaccine rollout will happen quickly and so that we can immediately go back to normal. I know that a lot, well, I think everyone is really affected with this with this situation and we really could not afford another year in in this you know same situation 
Thank you again. See you next week for another episode of More Than Two Cents. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at MTTC Podcast for your suggestions, comments, and feedback. Thank you and have a nice day. Bye for now. Thank you.